What's happening, world? Society, who back on the airways after a brief hiatus? Sometimes you gotta take a little time to yourself, especially when you get a long weekend, which is exactly what I did. Hope you all had a great President's Day weekend. Today, on this segment, might be a little longer than usual, but um, I think it would be a good day to discuss my latest blog post um, in reference to uh, the incident that took place in Florida over the weekend, which was sad to say the least. Um, But um, that's what I want to get into on the topic of uh, gun control and, and the issues that we are seeing in society with the lack thereof. Um, I call this piece Out of Control. The history of slavery in America runs deep and spreads to aspects of civilization that many do not know because their history is never taught or often covered up. As we should all be aware, this past weekend saw yet another mass school shooting leading to immediate arguments and debates concerning gun control. However, in each debate or argument I've witnessed online, none actually included the true origins or creation for the Second Amendment. How can you debate an issue on which you aren't fully aware of the factual merit behind the topic? You can't. Someone who begins to debate their Second Amendment right without acknowledging the origins of said legislation is debating on false pretenses and utter opinion, but not fact. The Second Amendment was created to preserve slavery, not to protect from government controlling its citizens, which is the primary argument gun control debaters present. It was designed to arm plantation owners and their male white employees who are required to be members of their state militias in southern states. Slave rebellions kept these militias and slave patrols busy. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. A well-armed and well-regulated militia being the best security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The word state was actually changed from country because they wanted the southern states to preserve their slave patrol militias independent of the federal government. The word militia, as stated above, being used in this case defines all slave owners and their employees who were required to be members of their state militias in southern states. Slavery can only exist in the context of a police state and the enforcement of that police state was the job of the militia. Therefore, this legislation was never designed or created to arm all citizens, but to give states the right to preserve slavery. Do people honestly think the government wanted to arm people of color? Especially when the same people of color have been confined to whips and chains their entire existence in America. And now you're having at a time where the North 
was freeing slaves. So you would have had African-Americans who could have been armed and seeking to be armed, uh, who have just been released from said chains and bondage. So it doesn't make sense that the government will want to arm those who they've harmed their entire existence in America. What's not taught in non-African American history is that anti-federalists argued that a federal army deprived states of their ability to defend themselves against oppression. The oppressing states fear of slavery revolt being their number one concern. Not against an outside army of another nation. Picking up where I left off, if you're just tuning in, uh, check out Out of Control Part 1 first. Um, and it'll get you to where I'm about to pick back up. So, um, Part 2, I want to pick off where I left off. And um, what's not taught in non-African American history is that anti-federalists argued that a federal army deprived states of their ability to defend themselves against oppression. The oppressing states fear of slavery revolt, revolt being their number one concern. Not against an outside army of another nation, but a revolt against slavery. James Monroe and George Mason, who owned over 300 slaves, and Patrick Henry's main concern with Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, which gave federal government power to raise and supervise a militia, could also allow the federal militia to subsume their state militias and change them from slavery enforcing institutions into something that could one day free slaves. By the time the Constitution was ratified, many slave uprisings had been occurring across the South. Blacks outnumbered whites in several large areas and state militias were used to prevent this. It is documented that Patrick Henry and George Mason feared freeing of the slaves and a non-peaceful revolution occurring. James Madison felt they were being paranoid because he specifically stated there was no power in the Constitution that would free the slaves. However, due to Henry and Mason strongly disagreeing, he specifically changed the word country to state and the Second Amendment to ensure giving states the ability to police themselves without need or permission of the federal government. In conclusion, I do not mention the history of the Second Amendment to discourage people of color, or anyone for that matter, from taking advantage of the legislation placed before us today. My point is to explain and to show that the legislation most individuals and organizations will cite to debate their case was never intended to apply to our current state of government and life. America's most prized legislation, the U.S. Constitution, is also another piece of legislation written by slave owners who felt superior to people of color, and yet this legislation has failed to be updated. It is time that our laws and legislation are updated to reflect the current times we live in. The Second Amendment would be a good place to start. Thank you for listening to my segment today. Um, if 
you have anything to add or, or debate, if you'd like to comment, please feel free to do so. Do so. I know uh, gun control is a huge issue in this country. Um, a lot of feelings get pretty touched when this uh, uh, debate is brought about. But um, with the incidents going on across America, is something that needs to continue to be addressed. And I'm not debating whether it's right or wrong, but we often look back to legislation that was created in a time does not, that does not apply to our current state of living, to our current situation, to our current government. And these laws need to be updated. Um, there's no one saying that the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and Second Amendment and all this legislation cannot be updated. Um, that is not how it should be. Times change and, and laws and legislation should change as well to reflect the times that we live in. So, again, thank you for listening. Um, if you have anything to say or add or, or debate, please feel free to do so. And I hope you all have a great day and a great rest, rest of the week. Thank you.